Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dio Ademo. He says, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. That has become my life. My life has become the life of Christ. That is why they call us Christians, Christ-like people. They'll do things as, as Christ would do it. We know how Christ behaves. Christ forgives. Christ loves. Christ will sacrifice. Christ will go beyond. They know that's why they call us Christians. Little Christ all over. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, this is a life we've been called to. That God be glorified in our lives. Romans 8.29. Let's go there again. That we might conform to the image and his likeness. Praise God. That he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Hallelujah. He's the firstborn, but we are we have been called to his lifestyle. Hallelujah. To his image. Whoa, that's powerful. Many people don't know what they are called on to. Note this today. If you don't have any calling in your life, this is your call. Calling to the image of Christ. Let's go on. Verse 30. Let's go on quickly. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Somebody say, that's me. And whom he called, he also justified. Say, that's me. And whom he justified, he also... That's the end product of your life, that God be glorified. May your life bring glory to God. May your life never bring him shame. May your life never be bring him defeat. May your life constantly bring glory to God. In this month, you will reflect his glory. Let me hear a good amen from you today. Amen. So number one, make it your earthly goal for God to be glorified in your life. When this goal is not in view, we do not grow to maturity. We keep on being babes we can't depend on. There was a place, he said, I, I wish I could speak to you. But I could not tell you weighty things because you are still unskillful. You are still drinking milk. Now, when a young baby at four months is still drinking milk, there's no problem. At six months, no problem. But when a 30-year-old grown man A 30-year-old grown man, you say, what are you having for lunch? Milk. Dinner? Milk. Amen? Every day, milk. Okay, we say maybe you are fasting. That's why you took milk the first day. Milk the second day. Every day of your life, milk. And that's a problem. That's a problem. Something absolutely wrong. Or, or is it the supplements? The serilac. I don't know what they drink these days. Serilac. <laughs> the serilac and all that. If your diet is still serilac at 30, 32, 35, say, what do you want for lunch? Serilac. I love it. In the Vatina, serilac. No steak, no potatoes, no nothing. Then we know there's something wrong. Hello? What I'm saying is that in growing to maturity, there will be a change of appetite. 
Has your appetite really changed? Is God being glorified your mantra? Ask yourself, in everything you do, is God being glorified? In your life, in your marriage, in raising your children, in your place of work, in your leisure, in your conversations, in your manner of life, in the friends you keep, is God being glorified? Can you boldly say God is being glorified in the statements, in the sentences that come out from your mouth, in your behavioral pattern? Are you a child of God? Are you a heels of God? Are you representing Jesus? In assignments committed into your hands, are you a representative of Christ? Is God being glorified? If you have been asked to do anything, is God being glorified? Can God be proud that that is my child that has just done that? Listen to me. Failure to bring glory to God is a sin. If you are going to become a heels, you must make a commitment that whether it is in this body, like the apostles did in the book of 1 Corinthians, whether it is in this tabernacle or outside this tabernacle, their earthly goal is to please him. Their earthly goal is to give glory to his name. People who haven't made up their mind that it's all God's glory or nothing less, I find out they are not people who are committed to be mature. They blame others, blame every other thing except themselves. They don't strive for perfection. They don't strive to holiness. They haven't given up stuff in their lives. There are still stuff they are holding on to, properties of the enemy they are still holding on to in their lives. They have not said no to ungodliness because they still are participating in the works of darkness. That's not maturity. Until you make that commitment, ladies and gentlemen, that it's only God to be glorified. It's only him. It's all about him. It's all to the glory of his name. Anything that will not bring glory to God, you have made up your mind, you will not touch it. When his name or his glory is not reflected in an activity, you refuse to be part of it. Because you know that his glory, he will not toil with any man with it. Have you made up your mind, ladies and gentlemen? Because God wants to be glorified. To be glorified means to promote him. Are you promoting God every day of your life? Some people hide God. Say, I don't want people to know I'm associated with, with that name or with that church. When I was growing up as a Christian, when they don't put brother in front of your name, you are sad. You feel that, oh, maybe you are not living up to the expectation. But these days, it's a war. You call a sister a sister. Oh, sister, sister. Don't call me sister here. My name is. I'm not saying we should be fanatic about it. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that people don't want to even associate with Christianity. Amen. I'm sure that is not your portion. To draw attention to himself. God wants you to draw attention to him. 
Giving glory to God means to promote his name. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. We should do all to the, with a passionate heart to give glory to God. Amen. I said amen. Once you have this as your mantra, while pursuing a relationship, you have this as your mantra. You will grow with speed you have never seen before. Giving glory to God when you make it your goal, your earthly goal. You will see how things will fall in line for you like never before. Number two. Your t- number two, the second commitment is your commitment to go after strong meat. To go after strong meat. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 5 verse 1. Praise God. Your commitment to go after strong meat will change things in your life. First Peter 2 2 say something. First Peter 2 2. Are we there? He says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word of God that you may grow by. Now The word of God, like I told you earlier, when something is going to change, whether you are going to grow from one level to the other, one degree to the other, if you are going to move from being a baby to an adult, or you are going to move from being a child of God to an heos of God, mature child of God, one of the things that happens is that in the physical, you stop using milk. Hello? Just like a baby would change the diet, milk is good, milk is essential, and I thank God for the word of God. You know, the word of God is so, so total. He said the sincere milk of the word of God. Do you know there are some milks that are not sincere? They are supplements. Amen? And that's why medical science quickly woke up. Medical science is baby-friendly. Amen? It's the best form. Praise God. Hello? Some ladies are not happy with that. Uh, it's, it's because you are not the one doing the feeding. Praise God. It's the best form for children. Why? Because others are supplements. Praise God. Some people don't even know that... <laughs> Those powdered milk is from cow. Why are they all looking at me like strangers today? Praise God. Amen. What I'm trying to tell you is this. It is important. It is important that the kind of food you take in is going to determine the kind of growth you will experience. Now, the Bible makes us to understand this word, this undiluted word of God is a sincere milk. It's not a supplement. It's the real thing you need to grow. And when you focus on this, when you keep on taking the word of God into your system, something will surely happen. You will grow. 
Now, to what point, to what degree, God wants you to grow to become fully matured. And as you are growing, one of the things that will happen is that your appetite begins to change. Hello? Your appetite begins to change. You move away from what is called the milk of the Word of God. You move to what is called the strong meat. What did I call it? You move to strong meat. You start chewing strong meat. Now, there is a conversion from moving from milk to strong meat. Praise God. <laughs> I said, praise God. Tell your neighbor, don't go for the substitute. Go for strong meat. You see, how many people know that oranges are good? Give you a lot of vitamin C. Apples are good. Uh, cherry, good. Praise God. Plum, good. Amen. But when you begin to dip these good things into, I call them supplements, if you put that cherry into ice cream, praise God. Say, oh, somebody say it's good, it's good. It's not good. Praise God. It changes. All the nutrients you have gotten from the fruit, you don't get it no more. Why? Your cravings for sugar. Praise God. It's no good. So you need to begin to go for strong meat of the word of God. Praise the Lord. Are you getting me today? You need to continue to go for strong food. Because some of these things that you begin to eat that you think it is tasty in your mouth is not going to help you to grow. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, how do you move from just taking the milk and you grow in your diet to start growing for strong meat? Number one, what is milk? Milk is simply understanding the basics. The basics of Christianity. You have understood the basics of Christianity. Say it after me, basics of Christianity. You've understood the basic truth of Christianity. You have been feeding on milk for a while. Yes, you've known the right things to do. You know the wrong things. You know the basics. You know about speaking in tongues. You know about the word of prophecy. You know about the basics. Right, wrong. You know about when it is good to do something and when it's not good to do something. You know the basics. But meat is when you start using, and pay attention to this, meat is when you start using 
the basic foundation of the word of God, that is milk, when you start using the milk and applying it to the choices you make in life. It's not enough to just have the milk of God's word. But when you begin to use the milk of God's word in applying it to decisions you make, applying it to the choices you make in life, that is when meat is being used now. Praise God. So it's not enough just to stay on the sincere milk, whether you're a child or whether you're a baby, but to move on to maturity. How do you move on to maturity? That's what I'm just telling you now. You begin to use the basic of God's word, that is the milk of God's word, and you begin to apply them to make choices for your life in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And number three, lastly, quickly, you need to commit your heart to be a good soil, a good ground. Let's quickly look at Luke, Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. If you are there, say, I got it. Are you there? Luke chapter 8. The Bible says in verse 4, and when, okay, verse 5. A sower went to sow his seed, and he sowed, and some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. Some fell amongst the rock, but as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And the other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare much fruit, a fruit of a hundredfold. And when he said these things, he cried, he that had an hair, let him hear. Why did he cry? Why did he say that he that had an hair, let him hear? Praise God. Why? After he gave the fourth category. Every time you sit in a church like this, when it's time to go to maturity, it's the same word everybody's hearing. The same word. He said there, a sower. A sower comes, sows the seed. In verse 11, it tells us that the seed is the word of God. So the word of God is being planted. That's the way you are going to grow. There's no other instrumentality. It's the word and the spirit. Okay? The word. You are being given the word. The word is sowing. But it's not giving us a dimension of how the word will grow. It depends on the soil that the word of God lands on. It depends on the soil. He said one was the wayside. The word didn't bring much out of there. It was devoured. Because as some of us are living here now, before you get home, 
Perhaps somebody is going to offend you. Perhaps something is going to happen. Perhaps something is going to just take place that the word of God will not find expression in your heart anymore. The Bible says he came to devour them lest they believe the word and be saved. Some will not, some will not let it happen. Seated here right now. For some, their hearts is going to be rocky. Amen? The Bible says once it fell, the thing grew. That's one thing dynamic about the word of God. The word of God will still grow. Despite it's a rocky soil, the word of God still grew. But that one too didn't survive. Why? Hard heart. I hope your heart is not a hard heart today. That as the word of God is coming, you are even talking back. I can see some people say, you are talking back. He's not saying, oh, 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 I've had it before. And so? And so? You're talking back. You're not letting the word of God gain ascendancy in your heart. What will happen? The word of God won't function. What happened there? In this case, the Bible says it sprang up. But what happened at the end of the day? Withered away. The third level, something happened. It grew again. But the thorns came and choked it. But what happened to the fourth one? The Bible called it a good ground. Every time, listen to me. Every time the word of God is being sown, make your heart a good ground. That is how you will always grow. When your heart refuses to be a good ground, you can make it a hard heart then. You can make it one with tongues. What's tongues? The cares of this life. You are caring about so many other things. Oh, what time are we getting home today? What time am I going to make dinner? What time am I going to be? Cares of this life. Oh, I have an interview tomorrow. No, there's an assignment tomorrow. Oh, there's this. The cares of this life. Oh, my friend is coming to, to visit after church. Which pizza am I ordering? Oh, the, 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 the Domino's is closed. Uh, uh, twice the deal is cheaper. Let's go for twice a day. Chaos of this life. Chaos of this life. Chaos of this life. You have allowed it into your heart. The Bible says, let your heart be the good ground. What is, it, what is it supposed to be? The good ground. When you are committed to these three things in your life, you will undoubtedly grow. You will undoubtedly sustain your growth. Number one, the first commitment it's a commitment to making sure that God gets the glory in everything you do. Number two, what is number two? Commitment to what? Strong meat. Committed to making sure you move from milk to strong meat. Making sure you go after strong meat. Number three, commitment to what? Heart being a good ground. By the time you commit to these three things in your life, constantly and continually, you would see, you will be on a pedestal of growth for the rest of your days. 
How many people are still interested in growing? Come on, rise up on your feet like a champion. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. and Bible study every Friday at 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.